Okay, good morning, everyone. I'm sorry I have to start a little bit early because I have to run out to uh, Levi in Long Island. So it's easier to fly to Israel. I want to uh, thank Lazy Bean Cafe for again sponsoring uh, the year. And we're just going to jump in for a few minutes today. You won't have to uh, miss breakfast. For those that are listening, uh, it's not a mistake that the shear today is going to be a lot uh, shorter. Bezrat Hashem will continue next week. We've been discussing this year how uh, tefillah is meant not only to be an end in itself, not only to be uh, praying for these very lofty ideals, and even for uh, such important things as healing and everything else that we daven for, but it's supposed to have some immediate benefits, which means that the davening that we have, let's say for chakras, will show it's the same for Mincha and even for Marev, should impact uh, the way we behave once we leave shul, um, specifically in our business places, uh, whatever that may be, whether you're a rabbi, whether you're an accountant, whether you're a construction worker, lawyer, uh, owner of a store. I happened to uh, see this week an interesting marketing campaign by a uh, store, I don't want to mention what store it is, it's not in Teaneck, New Jersey, it's somewhere outside in uh, upstate New York. And the, the supermarket's uh, marketing <coughs> campaign <coughs> is no shtick, no tricks. And what exactly does that mean? Imagine if I had a uh, marketing campaign for a business. We don't rip you off. You know, that says a lot about your business. So it was uh, once a senator of New York, some, most of you are too young to remember this. Well, not all of you. Remember his name was Daniel Patrick Moynihan. He had an expression called uh, defining deviancy down. You have such low expectations. So that's the business. No tricks, no, uh, no shtick, no tricks. And I actually uh, found that expression if you look at some of the sources below. So we have a much higher standard. But maybe that's why we daven. One of the things that we're supposed to accomplish in davening is to remind ourselves this concept of emunah b'ashem. At the end of the day, even if the IRS we don't think is watching us, or maybe we could put our fingers on the scales and uh, get away with it, we still have God that's looking at us. So part of davening is to uh, really calibrate our attitude. This comes across very beautifully in a tour that you have uh, on top. The tour is, of course, the son of the rush, one of the very important Rishonim. Now, I'm not going to get way beyond the source today. As I mentioned, I have to run out. But you'll see, God willing, next week that we're not willing to wait till the end of davening. You see, what we've been explaining this year is if you're able to create an equation, davening plus learning, that should help ground us for our daily uh, actions. It's no guarantee. I'm sure there are people that daven and learn and they don't behave in business. I'm sure there are people who don't daven and learn who do behave. But again, we're striving for the ideal. So I may have read part of this tour to you last time, but I missed out on uh, at least the end. I don't think I got to the end, but I really appreciate it. So that's what we're going to start and, begin and end with today. And we'll continue next week to show that even during davening, we don't wait till the end of davening, but even during davening, really starting right after brachos, we're already thinking about what's life going to be like when I leave shul. Definitely after Shemona Esri. You know, there's the paragraph, we're worried what's going to happen when we leave. So we don't even wait till the end, and as even opinions as we pass in La Halacha, that right after brachos, you start thinking about what's going on the rest of the day. And you'll, you'll look inside, and next week we'll look inside as well. So the Torah says, this top source, That we already discussed, Baruch Hashem here, we have it built in, and you have breakfast built in as well, which is the next discussion in, in the Shulchan Aruch, because you have to go to work, especially if you're working for someone else. The Halacha is... You have to be well-nourished, because when you work for someone else, we learn this from Yaakov Avinu, 
even if you don't like your boss, you have to work b'chol kocho. So if you're fasting, you know, okay, maybe for a small fast, but if you're not eating, it's going to take away from your performance. Even if the boss doesn't realize it, but that's between us and Hashem as well, you always have to work b'chol kocho. Okay, now again, if a person has a job where you just have to, uh, you're a contractor, where you have, you know, three weeks to finish a building and you're able to finish it in two days and then you can take off for, so that's a little bit different, but we're talking about daily work. So what does the uh, tour say? He says, V'yikva eshalom mode. And what is all this ultimately supposed to accomplish? Besides the mitzvah of tefillah, that's obviously accomplished, it's the mitzvah. The race to drop on a separate discussion. There's a mitzvah to learn every day. That obviously is accomplished, but there's a bigger goal or an additional goal. So this brings us to the Gemara Masech Shabbos, Daf Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, Everyone should learn this uh, Gemara. Amar Rava, Rava says, B'shashem Achnisun Adam Ladin. You know, we're not so sure what's going to happen in the future, but we have this Masora that Bezras Hashem should be to 120. And if somebody's 120, it should be, it should be more. But uh, whatever it is that we're able to have in this world, so there's certain questions we're going to be asked. What exactly that means, I'm not sure, but it means these are obviously very high values. The first one is kavati itim Torah, And the second is, very important expression, and it's easier to read this in Ashkenazis than Sfar did, you'll see, nasasa v'nasata be'emuna. Now, what does that mean, nasasa v'nasata bemuna? We have this expression, which we're ultimately going to get to, a, a simon in the Shulchan Aruch, called the laws of masa umatan. That's what we say business. Business is called masa umatan. I'm not going to have time today, but I want to explain to you eventually what exactly is masa and what exactly is matan. You could just say business, oskin, whatever you're involved in, you asek. So the Gemara says here, I'll just translate it loosely, And did you behave, did you act in your business with faith? So there's three aspects to this that I want to explain. What does that mean, did you act with faith? So number one is, did you act with faith to uh, the Rebona Shalom? Remember we discussed last week, a person doesn't have to lose a job. You know, if it's a question of, of not going to Minyan, it's a question of not learning in the morning because you're going to lose your job, so you should go to your job. And you have to fit in tefillah into your job. A person doesn't have to go and be unemployed. But you, you're supposed to, as the Torah says, sabar lahar If it's a question of, you know, you can make a living, but it's a question of making a, a more of a living. So then th- these are real questions. What do you give up for that? All of you right now, maybe if you left a little bit earlier, you would have heard about that stock tip that I heard about, right, while I was driving in here, right? So maybe you give that up. That's a sign of emunah, because at the end of the day, Hashem calculates what we're going to make anyway. So that, again, it's a whole separate discussion. We'd have to go into the Chobos Halabavos and understand what emunah and bitachon is. The second aspect, which I think is very important over here, and that's really what's being highlighted, is how you're going to deal with other people. Because whether you have emunah or not, you're not allowed to rip people off. A guy can't say, okay, I don't believe in Hashem, so therefore I could rip people off. We're hoping that your belief in Hashem will help you, will help you your davening and your learning will, ho- will help be a deterrent to ripping other people off. And hopefully will even be a positive deterrent, not just so you could have an expression in your supermarket, no shtick, no tricks, but we actually treat you here with care. We try to make a living, but we're not trying to rip you off. We understand your things, you know, more positive aspects. And then a third aspect of emuna, which I think is really what the venasata is, is not all, is also do you give? 
right? Part of what davening and uh, learning is supposed to accomplish is not only that we earn money faithfully, but we also give faithfully. That's part of Jewish business ethics, that we realize giving it away will never make us poor. Again, if a person's reckless, that's, that's you know, a person shouldn't be reckless. So these ideas and these values, as I want to try to argue, are very much integrated into tefillah. And what the Chachamim did, going back to the Tanoim and Amorayim, is they wanted this, these ideas to stay on our head throughout davening. So even though during davening, we're davening for big, big ideas. We're thinking about our very personal issues, Rafa'inu, right? Those are very big things. But we're also thinking about how we're going to behave hayom today when you leave. Again, I apologize, I have to run out. But we'll, uh, Bezrat Hashem, continue with a very fascinating discussion, going back to the Rishonim, how long in davening should we wait to insert these values of acting in the business day with ethics.